Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a boss. Let me get this straight. I'm gonna spell it out for you. Ball game. This dude was right when he called you out on his podcast. This is gonna end very badly. You ain't stepped up, you fell off. I'm not a good guy. You don't get a trophy for participation. And these two right here, well, they're my insurance policy. What? This is a great show. No enhancement needed. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. I am joined once again via satellite this week by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's going on, man? Hey. How you guys doing? Hopefully, you guys out there are doing good. Are you feeling the heat from the Great Balls of Fire? Oh, man, you got it. You see, I feel like the flame around those balls just gets bigger and bigger each week while you mention it. Yeah. Definitely more <laughs> circular. The more logo. Circular. It seems to be an evolving logo. We touched on how much it looked like a pretty, uh, like a non-subtle phallic symbol. And then it kind of got further away from that and kind of varies each week to me the way it looks. Yeah, it's pretty testicular if you ask me. (laughs) The balls themselves are definitely, you know, McMahon. No, I I thought it'd be funny. Was not funny? So let's get into the card for Great Balls of Fire. I guess we... Do you think the cruiserweight title would be the first match? Like, I guess, would that make it a pre-show match, or what do you think? They announced, they announced that the cruiserweight championship will be on the kickoff show. Okay, okay. So you are way more in the loop than I am. That's good. Uh, At least well, one I of remember, them. remember, because I actually was, I was a little disappointed they chose to do that. It's the first time that the actual cruiserweight title has been on the kickoff. Um, oh, aside from WrestleMania. But that's yeah. WrestleMania. But, uh, I mean, I guess after the announcement of the 30-man Ironman tag team match, that makes more sense. But still, I mean, out of all the matches they've had for the title, aside from WrestleMania, because that's a special circumstance, I would think that this should have been on the main card. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from, all things considered. So the match itself, to keep it short and sweet, I, I pretty much expect Neville to retain how they're going to use the match to develop the Titus and Tozawa dynamic. I don't know, but I definitely expect them to. But I see Neville retaining, without a doubt. Yeah, I basically have the same thought that Neville's going to retain. With it being on the pre-show, I wouldn't even be surprised if there's some sort of a disqualification or a countout, and there's no finish whatsoever. But there are a few other matches on the main card where I also see that happening. So I'm assuming that there may be a definitive finish, which Neville would retain the title. Yeah, well, if it does wind up being a spotty finish, could you see this feud continuing to SummerSlam? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a big problem with SummerSlam possibly hosting a few rematches, because I feel like SummerSlam should have some novelty to their card. Yeah. And there's actually quite a few matches on SmackDown and on Raw that I could see happening again at SummerSlam. For the sake of Tozawa being a pretty credible contender, I wouldn't mind seeing this again at SummerSlam, but I am fearful of the repetitiveness of the cards of Battleground and Great Bull of the Fire. Definitely. Well, SummerSlam's supposed to be the second biggest show of the year, so I mean... Naturally, you don't want it to just be a bunch of reruns from both brands, which makes perfect sense to me. Um, Oh, yeah. So moving on, we had kind of speculated as to whether or not they would make a match between Enzo and Cass. I guess we we both pretty much felt like they would for Great Balls of Fire, and they did. And I feel pretty confident that either Big Cass will win definitively or the match will get thrown out because of some kind of brutal beatdown, which I expect to be the end result nonetheless. Anyone left standing? Yeah, I, I agree. I first I, I actually saw this match uh, going down on, or if I were to wish to book it, 
I could see Enzo doing an interview before the match when Big Cass is attacking Enzo. And I'm gonna spell it out for you! Both because Enzo did it this past week on Raw, and also because it would actually, you know, kind of would bring the story full circle if you would have, you know, weeks of Big Cass attacking Enzo behind his back. Oh. And finally an attack in front of him and, you know, yeah. and that would yeah, cause yeah, yeah. the match to not happen at all. Okay, so basically when Enzo's doing his spiel at the beginning during his entrance... Yeah, or backstage before the entrance, because that's where the initial attacks happen. It'd be a little more full circle. Okay, so okay. Would work. Either way, I, that's a good call. I could definitely see the match just not even getting started. And you said that's how you would wishful book it? Yeah, I mean, and I do, you know, it is worth saying. They've both done a pretty good job of selling this feud. Enzo and the writing team have done a really good job of making Enzo seem as sympathetic as possible. His promo was good this past Monday, and he showed good aggression with the altercation backstage so i mean i am rather surprised that feud has been fairly entertaining and i think that enzo has done much better than big cats personally well uh, yeah I'm interested to see how the match ties into another match and well that's you and i both think that big show may get involved somehow so whether that happens this sunday or in the subsequent weeks leading up to SummerSlam, i think that's what we're ultimately headed towards Okay, so maybe they try to do another rematch with Big Cass and Enzo between Great Balls of Fire and SummerSlam, and there's similar circumstances, and that's where Big Show gets reintroduced into the picture. And I gotta give you credit, you were the one who pointed that out. I, I didn't put that together with because Big Show was very briefly involved in this story for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I should have opened this discussion saying what you said a minute ago, which is that that promo on Monday Night did do a lot for me. Like, for Enzo Amore, the promo that opened Raw that he cut, and then the subsequent when they went to get Cass's reaction and he attacked him backstage. The entire opening, I thought, went really, really well and really did a lot to build Enzo and to add a lot of credibility to this uh, program, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so The Miz will defend the Intercontinental Championship against Dean Ambrose. I guess the rumor, I don't know if you've heard this or not, a rumor that I've heard that kind of depends on the outcome of the Universal title match is that Samoa Joe uh, will challenge Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam. Now, obviously, that would mean a couple things would have to happen Sunday. Samoa Joe would have to definitively lose the Universal title match, and Dean Ambrose would have to win the Intercontinental title back and probably win a rematch like the night afterwards on Raw. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that. I Sorry. Mean, I don't think his title being taken off Miz, so I certainly don't believe it. Yeah, me too. I kind of, I expect the Miz to retain, and I don't know. I'm sorry I kind of hit you out of the blue with that. I should have probably asked you about that ahead of recording no, this. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the title goes at SummerSlam, actually. I mean, especially with the Miz having Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, I think the odds are stacked against being even more. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't know how they would... That was my exact thought process. I was like, well, I could see Dean getting it back. I could see Miz retaining. Oh, but Miz has his Miz Tourage, so Miz has to win. Like, done. Yeah, exactly. So after that, were you... I guess I was kind of expecting some kind of stipulation to get added to the tag title match. The 30-minute Iron Man match definitely caught me off guard. But, you know, with the matches that we've seen between these two teams so far, obviously I don't expect it to disappoint. But I do expect Shazaro to win because I just I don't really see a reason to give Hardys the titles back, other than the obvious, the fact that there aren't many face teams in the division. But I think that WWE has a plan. We heard about them testing the waters recently in dark matches with other heel teams in the division, possibly beginning to work as face. 
Not that I necessarily agree with that one way or the other, but I just I don't expect the Hardys to rewin the titles. I think that they're going to you know sooner rather than later branch off and do their own thing in the WWE. Hopefully, maybe that's wishful of me. I, I you know time will tell. I uh, I'm actually on the opposite side there. I think the Hardy Boys are winning on Sunday. Yeah. I think that um, the stipulation itself, I, I did kind of see it coming. There were only a few options, but right. the Iron Man match did come to mind. You just made the list. They said how it's been done before. I don't recall it happening. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. Back I can't remember. Days. Yeah, you with know, a team like an Iron Team match. Yeah, I don't think the feud has been built that well to expect the audience to fit. 30 minutes of it personally I mean I'm you know excited for the match but you know the Hardy yeah. Boys have definitely while they've been you know it's cool to see them back their work level has decreased a bit which I don't blame them for since they were doing crazy stuff on the indie scenes and ladder matches with the Young Bucks so yeah that being said you know a 30 minute Just match the general passage of time to see how they I don't know how their stamina is or, or how they're able to put something together I think commentary shared your concern on the stamina note uh-uh. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't go to, like, overtime. I don't think that this feud necessarily needs it. And, you know, I see the Hardy Boys winning, but I see it in a way where it's either, like, a roll-up, maybe it's tied, and that, like, the five-second mark, Jeff Vermack gets a roll-up, so the Hardy Boys can win the titles back, but it also doesn't severely hurt Cesaro and Sheamus. My main reasoning for that is, A, because of the face teams, you know, especially looking toward SummerSlam, I don't see there being another feud necessarily to introduce so soon. So you could do the rematch at SummerSlam, maybe include another team, make it a triple threat match, but regardless... Speaking of rematches, though, I mean, we've seen this match since WrestleMania. We've seen it literally at every Raw pay-per-view since WrestleMania, the Hardys versus Cesaro. You know, that yeah, was well, part of what... Because I, I definitely went back and forth on this for, for a little bit. I didn't come to the conclusion that Cesaro would retain lightly, bro. God damn, Al. Well, that's why I said you can introduce a third team to make it some sort of a triple threat. I mean, SummerSlam is actually notorious for having multi-person tag team title matches. Uh, the New Day became their two-time title reign in a fatal four-way when they beat the primetime players and a few other uh, teams. So I can see them maybe introducing the Revival again or, you know, something along the line. But Matt and Jeff have made it abundantly clear in interviews that they came back to do tag team work. I don't see any type of singles run coming to fruition anytime soon, personally. Wow. Based on logic or just based <laughs> on how things are going. So yeah. I think that the Hardy Boys regain the titles. Yeah, okay. We'll see. I think that, well, I, maybe this is too big of a leap of faith, but I think that WWE has some plan for Sheamus and Cesaro beyond the Hardy Boys that just isn't clear to us yet. Um, or it's, you know, like a face revival or face gals and Anderson. Maybe it's just my wishful brain, but... I could definitely see uh, the Revival working as faces against Sheamus and Cesaro, specifically with Sheamus and Cesaro. Not that it would work, or I would want to see it with every team combination with the Revival, because they definitely work better as heels, but I could see them being like cool faces, just kind of riffing on Sheamus and Cesaro and make them look dumb. I mean, We Are the Bar, without putting much thought into it, has got to be made fun of, or... You know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would, personally, if I were in charge, I would probably call up another team. I don't even know who that is at this point, but there aren't that many NXT either. But the Revival have done such phenomenal work at heels that I don't think I would ever want to see them as baby faces. I think it would take a while for me to buy in on that with how good they've been in NXT. So yeah, but that's we, where I stand with them. 
but we both like them so much. Like, you know, like whatever their appeal is to us, just I feel like there's a way to make that palatable on like a large scale for the casual viewer. Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. I, you know, I just don't know if I would risk such a good heel team going that route just because of the number of teams being, you know, odd or off. Yeah. That's just me. I mean, yeah. Plato and Rhino could very easily be pretty over. You know, it's a shame that they kind of had their spotlight on SmackDown and then went down the card. But, you know, I could see that being an interim program for the time being. Yeah. And either developing another tag team or calling a tag team up. So that's what I would rather do. And I would leave the revival where they are. And yeah, also, okay. I have uh, the Hardy Boys, and I should have probably said this, I see the Revival versus the Hardy Boys at SummerSlam. So the Hardy Boys win Sunday, do the rematch on one of the Raws, and then the Revival come in and match your tag team title match at SummerSlam. Okay, I so not the rematch. Star and Sheamus are off the card, but, you know, the Revival, they've done nothing since being on the main roster and attacking the Hardys and entering the title contention with them. is A, a SummerSlam-worthy match, and B, it's a match that people are dying to see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They, that would definitely be an awesome contest. Is that, like, more wishful and you think? Because Sheamus and Cesaro would have to get a rematch, but that could just as soon happen on Raw in the meantime between G-Buff and SummerSlam. Yeah, and I mean, again, Sheamus and Cesaro are not on the SummerSlam card, but, you know, we do need to build other teams. And I don't necessarily think that being off of SummerSlam is any indictment on their character or them as performers. Not yeah. everyone can get the spotlight. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, we have Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I mean, I really could care more about this match, especially considering the uh, participants. Uh, yeah, I guess I again kind of went back and forth on who might win. At the end of the day, Wyatt kind of needs it more, and Rollins can endure it a little more. And also, they're kind of going back and forth about whether or not Wyatt actually does have some kind of magic powers. I feel like he should maybe put him to use win this match, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. It's, you know, a shame they didn't know what to do with Rollins or Bray. Um, I mean, I didn't agree with Bray Wyatt coming on Raw to begin with, personally. Yeah, I me neither. He wasn't better on SmackDown. So yep. him being on Raw in general still doesn't feel right to me. I just feel like, you know, they're implementing him into random feuds. And the Seth Rollins feud doesn't have that many legs. And, you know, <laughs> I love both of them. And I think Bray Wyatt needs a definitive clean victory. Definitely. On Sunday, at the same time, I do think there should be some sort of spiritual, you know, uh, some involvement, sort of magical interference to help Bray Wyatt win. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, what would it be? Would it just the lights go out for a minute and come back on? Thunder! Or would there be holograms? Or um, I don't know. There was a recent report of WWE filming a segment with an actor who was meant to be playing Bray Wyatt. When they started doing that desert promo on Monday, I thought that's where that was going to happen. Oh. So I don't know if that's like in some sort of a video package they're doing down the line or maybe even like a network special or something. Yeah, or... Also, it could also be a rumor, but um, maybe that could have something to do with it. You know, they've implemented child actors before in the John Cena feud, so, yeah. you know, I don't know. It could I'm make hoping it... they're creative here. Definitely, definitely. They could make it like a teleportation thing. You have the actor playing Wyatt far away and, you know... You have the real Wyatt talking from under the ring or something. Maybe. You know, that sounds, I, I don't know. What was I going to say? Oh, how did you feel about when Bray Wyatt kind of mentioned in passing this past Monday that he kind of suggested that the breaking up of teams on Raw since the Superstar shakeup was the result of his coming from Raw to SmackDown? I thought that was interesting. 
It was, I feel like he has that say in the promo that he has, and I think the writers are working with him, so the good points don't come across as strong as they should, and that was one of the points that I realized. You know, there's a lot of potential for Bray Wyatt's great things, but the writing team is kind of prevalent in his promos, because even that, when he said that, you kind of have to pay attention to fully grasp what he was saying. Yeah. Because that could be like a longer, bigger story, and I feel like it's just going to be ignored now. That's uh, a good I point. I like it. I just feel like it's going to be forgotten about next week. You wish it was a little more prominent. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. He did kind of say it just in passing, and I, you know, I had to kind of catch it. Yeah. Um. So then moving on, we have the Raw Women's Title match. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. I firmly believe that Alexa will retain the title, possibly in some kind of spotty fashion, because I could see them having a rematch at SummerSlam. It's hard to see. SummerSlam being the next pay-per-view, I could see them putting the belt on Sasha. But I would rather uh, see Alexa retaining, and maybe maybe that's why. Maybe I'm biased, and I don't realize it, but I would rather see Alexa retaining, and I could see this program continuing to another match at SummerSlam. How do you feel about it? Um, well, it's two of my favorite female performers in the company, so I'm kind of excited. You're kind of torn. A lot of people decide me, not just because I think they're the two best. They are two of the more prominent wrestlers in the company. I do feel like it should have been safe for SummerSlam. Um, oh, and, yeah. You know, I, I could see them putting the belt on Sasha, but, you know, there's rumors that Alexa Bliss and Nia is the, is the rumor match at SummerSlam, which, which is weird for me because they're, you know, the Dirt Chiefs talk about some sort of a David versus Goliath story, but Alexa Bliss is a heel. So I don't yeah. know how that would work. So, I mean, I think Nia Jax is just going to interfere in the match itself. And maybe at SummerSlam when we get a triple threat match. So I think okay. I think Alexa will somehow retain. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do put the title on Sasha and they do the rematch at SummerSlam because the stakes would still be high enough to warrant SummerSlam having that match still. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they, maybe you know, Sasha wins it. Maybe they leave room to have a possibly even better match at SummerSlam. I don't know if you know what I mean. No. Like I don't. That's kind of a weird way to say it. No, no, I go yeah. So then the ambulance match with Reigns and Strowman, it's hard for me to see, especially the way they built it this past Monday, Reigns kind of tried to catch Strowman off guard after he had had some uh, competition in the ring with Apollo Crews, and Strowman still wound up with the upper hand. Even still, I I feel like it's too big of a leap to take to say that Strowman's going to win Sunday. I gotta go Reigns, as much as I hate to. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty firm on either both Roman and Braun going through the ambulance somehow, or Braun straight up winning. Um, a, it doesn't involve a pinfall off to Roman, and B, I, I really believe that Braun is going to be involved in the title picture come SummerSlam. So yeah. I, I think Braun is going to be, either they protect both of them, and that leads to some sort of a triple threat, or maybe even a fatal four-way if Joe stays in the title picture longer than this Sunday, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm pretty firm on Strowman somehow coming out of it looking strong, whether he straight up wins or there's some sort of a screwy finish where they both wind up in the ambulance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what the fuck happened? Now, the outcome of this match is kind of tied to the outcome of the headlining match, the universal title match, at least the way I see it. Um, am I crazy, or is there some chance that... The way that, the way that this past Raw went down... This is how it played to me. Joe was kind of the face. He was the one looking to get in Brock's face and the one looking to 
you know, the one with the chip on his shoulder was something to prove. And Brock was kind of laughing off what Joe, I mean, Joe gave Brock reasons to be angry at this point. And Brock was still kind of laughing Joe off and saying, you know, I've, I've been in your shoes. I know where you're at. And just keeping a cool head about it, which is strange to me. Was that weird to you the way they, and I am planning on, by the way, I am planning on bringing this back around to the ambulance match. Like I said, I feel like they're kind of tied together. Uh, no, I mean, I think Brock has firmly established a character where he's confident whether he's a heel or not. I also think that this match kind of goes beyond the heel-face dynamic after Joe, you know, gave a coquina clutch to a, you know, middle-aged Jewish guy in the ring. I'm pretty <laughs> fairly certain he's the heel. That'll be a script. Script reads me. Yeah. And they also brought up how, uh, Joe continues to hit Lesnar from behind. Yeah, you know, Joe went to Lesnar, but at the same time, if Joe were to break out from security, Lesnar would have, you know, fought him. It's not like Lesnar yeah. ran away or, or, or you know, uh, backed away. I think yeah. he saw security holding him back and he taunted him. You gotta keep them separated. I can see how you think that, but, you know, I, I don't see this match going down where Brock's gonna be on a defensive and getting a BBC comeback. I, I just think it's gonna be a slugfest between two overconfident, you know, yeah. fighting for, you know, a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two monsters! Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I, I don't mean to say that, you know, I don't think they did, like, a turn or a double turn or anything on Monday. I don't, I just think they're kind of leaving it a little more in the hands of the audience. Like, just, you know, these are, these are the two guys. They kind of both want to fight each other at this point, although Brock is more restrained. And you can like who you want to like and root for who you want to root for. Maybe that's just me. It's just more of a, like an MMA feel, like a boxing or UFC kind of feel, which I like with these two. Like WWE, to me, it's all about whether or not WWE realizes what they have in this match and in Joe, really. And I'm kind of hoping they do at this point. And I think it's not completely out of the question that Joe could win the title. And that's where my ambulance match prediction comes back into play. And I'm gonna spell it out for you. Especially after Joe got the second win on Reigns at uh, at Raw a couple weeks ago. I could very much see Joe defending the Universal title against Reigns at SummerSlam. And this way, they're still saving Brock versus Reigns for WrestleMania, but maybe Reigns is the champion going into that match. So what does Brock do at SummerSlam? Maybe Strowman gets in his face. Uh... I mean, I'm certainly not. <laughs> you think my plan's genius and you're totally on board. You can say it. I mean, I, I, I can't say that. I'm going to be very surprised if Samoa Joe wins on Sunday. Not because I don't think he can. Oh, I still am too. I, you know, I could talk I about him winning. Thing. I could talk about him winning the title this Sunday all day until I'm blue in the face. The fact of the matter is, I'll be shocked if he does. That's not, you know, that's definitely still true. Let's not blow this out of proportion. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think that. You know, I think Samoa Joe will definitely have his time at the top of the company. And the way that he's been booked these past few weeks has been very uh, excellent. The entire feud has been exciting. Totally, one of the more anticipated of the past several years, I believe. And I think that you totally, know, it's, it's not going to be a squash match. I think that it's going to be a really heavy hitting back and forth match. Definitely, it's going to be interesting to see how many F five Brock gets to hit, or Germans, or how many Coquina Clutch attempts. You know, that's all going to be interesting. Yeah. This being Brock Lesnar's last under contract year with WWE, though, I just find it hard to believe they're not going to slot him into every major pay-per-view main event that they can while they have him. Um, yeah, even okay. Even if he signs beyond WrestleMania. So I, I'm firmly, uh, I'm pretty confident that Brock's going to be in the main event of SummerSlam, at least for the Raw brand. And that's why I see 
either being a triple threat match with Roman and Strowman, so you have the cheese of Brock and Roman, and that's how you kind of get to WrestleMania, even though I would much rather, you know, if, if Roman beats Strowman and it means Brock and Roman have a SummerSlam, although I don't think Strowman should be losing right now, I would be happy that that match is being done at SummerSlam and not, you know, drawing it out all the way until WrestleMania. Right, so right, when we still don't want to see it just as much. SummerSlam, that's fine. But yeah. I don't see that happening. I'm I'm pretty confident, not even in the dirt sheets, just knowing Vince and how the, just how wrestling has been lately, that it's going to be Brock and Roman at WrestleMania, and maybe they use SummerSlam having both of them in the same match, but it's not just one-on-one. So, yeah. You know, so you th- I think Brock's going to win on Sunday. Yeah, me too. You think there's a, it sounds like a pretty low proximity that Joe is anything other than written out of the title picture this Sunday. Um, you know, I don't think the match should have some type of a controversial ending, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it does. Okay. And if yeah. that happens, Samoa Joe can be, like I said, instead of a triple threat with Roman and Strowman, you can make it a fatal four-way at SummerSlam. So I'm not completely certain. That well, that's a good idea. Joe he's just gone. Yeah, that's um, that's a really good so, idea, the four-way at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm very excited. I, I have no idea, you know, really where it's going. I mean, I know where Roman's going to be, and I, I'm confident that Brock's going to be champion heading into SummerSlam, but how it happens in the middle is very intriguing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you know where Roman's going to be. Just look for him right at the top of the card. Title or no title. That's where he, he, can, yes. he can always be found. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about any of the aforementioned matches? Um, no, I don't think so. Besides the name being atrocious, I think this card is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely covered the name, the shitty, shitty name. And I don't know if they're trying to make up for that fact, but you're right. The card is stacked, at least on paper. Um, (laughs) All right, so I guess that'll about do it for Wishful Booking. We can only preview the event and hope it's not balls. Thank you once again for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter. My name is Liam McNulty, and my Twitter handle is at RealHugeActor. And my name is Jimmy Moorcraft, and my Twitter handle is at Dr. Moorcraft. And we will catch you guys on the other side of Great Balls of Fire. Make sure you bring your sunscreen. Yeah, that is great advice. (laughs) Good night. Talk to you next week, guys. Enjoy the show. Later, guys.